podcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Keep Asking, the podcast that helps you dig deeper and wider into the research providing insights into today's church and culture. I'm here today with my colleagues, Scott McConnell and Casey Oliver. We're going to be talking about some data we have on pastors' views on domestic violence. Welcome back, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks. So this is, you know, it. It's always interesting and really compelling when we do this, but it's always a little bit tough as we walk through these topics. Scott, tell us a little bit about why we approach this topic again. Obviously, uh, this is a topic that's been in the news a a lot the last couple of years. And uh, our our sponsors on this research, IMA World Health and Sojourners, uh, have really been investing in uh, in this need uh, both in the United States and around the world for, for quite some time and providing resources to pastors and and really trying to bring awareness to this issue. And we actually did a, a research study with them four years ago, back in 2014. And they really said, hey, especially with all the public conversation, has have things changed in the church? And really wanted to get a new reading on, on where the church is at today on domestic violence and gender-based violence. Can we back up just a little to help folks who may be new to the podcast, talk a little bit about our approach when we're working with a client on um, research. When someone comes to us, what are we trying to help them do when they they have a particular audience or a particular group they're working with or a cause? We, we always start with the end in mind. Um, and and honestly, even if you talk to academic researchers, that they, 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 they'll they will do the same thing. They, they have a research question that they're trying to, uh, to answer with a research study. For us, that research question is always going to be based around what is, is, is that client going to be doing with the information? And, and in this case, uh, it, it very much is, is trying to understand uh, where churches are at, but also influence churches to be more involved in, 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 in stepping in and, and taking action and being of help to those who are 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 are, are victims to, to domestic violence. Okay, thank you. So we have so for a lot of this, we have those numbers from 2014, and then this last time we did it, so we can see where there's been some movement, and that's what's helpful when you can look at that space. It's always but, yeah. it's always fun to have uh, you know two points in time because people will often ask us. Um, so what's the trend on that and what's changing? What, and is there more of that or less of that? And if we only ask it once, we don't know. We, right. we literally do not know. And so, uh, you know, on, on several of these questions, we can actually look and see what's moving. Excellent. Well, um, we do see right off the bat that more, more pastors said this last time that they are familiar with local resources, you know, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, 55% in 2018 said that they were either familiar or very familiar with local resources uh, that address domestic and sexual violence in their community as compared to 43% in 2014. So, you know, that's a pretty big jump from 43 up to 55. And, and you know, somewhat is, is is always one of those words that's a little nebulous, but, you know, when, we, when somebody says somewhat familiar, you know, they know of a resource that they, they, they can think of somewhere to go. And so for 95% of pastors to say, I know of at least somebody we can turn to for some help. Uh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the next, uh, next question on how domestic or sexual violence should be resolved, 
the option was through outside intervention and within the family. That number has, seems to have stayed very consistent over time. Yeah, I mean, at least in these two years. So we have an 80% in uh, 2018 and 83% uh, saying through outside intervention in 2014. And so that's within the margin of errors. Uh, <clears throat> So, so, yeah, there's not really enough evidence to say that that's, that's changed one way or the other. And, and that's one of those things where, uh, you know, within the community that, that is serving people who have, have suffered domestic violence, um, it, it, with, you know, within those who know, the, the experts would say it, it's almost always going to require outside intervention. Mm-hmm. And so this was a question just to see how, how aware pastors are of that reality that it, this is not this is not a self-help topic. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, you know, to, to know that this is a pretty good number, that eight out of 10 pastors understand that, um, it, it does show that, that, that some more education is needed uh, for, pa- for 20% of pastors to understand uh, that, that the, this is a need where, where the people involved are, are going to need some outsiders to help them. And, and I think, uh, you know, what Scott brought up at the beginning, that there's a connection between awareness and then taking action. Uh, and so one of those connection points, too, is, is actually uh, speaking to your church about domestic or sexual violence. And that's a number that, in addition to seeing awareness going up, we're seeing more pastors than speaking to their churches. So uh, in 2014, 34% said that they uh, several times a year or more spoke to their church about domestic or sexual violence. And now that number is up to over half, 51% in 2018. So so again, you know, not just to jump and say, okay, now we know something about that, but, um, you know, that, that drives action as well. What are some of the reasons among those who said that they don't speak about sexual violence in the church? Uh, one, of the, one of the big ones, uh, 46% cited that it's not a problem in their congregation, uh, you know, some of the other options, it's just not as important as other topics. We address 29%, uh, 19%. I don't know the issue well enough. 19%, it's not a problem in our local community. So, um, you know, it's, it's always tricky The you know, not as, as important as other topics. It's That, that sounds, you know, I, I, at least when I hear it, that sounds callous to me. You go like, well, man, yeah. that's, you know, that's a really, and to, but, but also I know we ask this about a lot of different questions at all. You know, every time you, you hear one of them, you go, man, that's really important. So I, I understand that it's really difficult for a pastor to navigate all those issues that we might say this is at the very top of, you know, importance to be talking about all the time. But, but that, that one of saying it's not a problem for our congregation, you know, almost half citing that, that's actually way up from in 2014, only 29% cited that as a reason that they um, were, weren't speaking to their congregation as, as often about domestic or sexual violence. Well, one thing that I think is interesting on um, among those who said they do speak about domestic or sexual violence in their church, the awareness of resources, that that is such a, um, an empowering, obviously an empowering thing, with, with 96% saying um, that, in, you know, that has an impact on it more so than any of the others. And so I think that's a reminder just in general for in any area when you can equip people, give them clear resources or provide that, you know, path, then they know what to do. They're more aware. I think another thing that stood out to me on that question is that 
Um, only 18% said it is a problem in our congregation. So, and, and at the same time, those are people who are still speaking once a year or more about domestic or sexual violence. So, so for a lot of pastors, they might not be able to say like, I know this person is going through this right now, but to still be able to say, you know, even if they can't affirm that statement, that this is still important. And I know that they're, you know, they're, they might be speaking to somebody even though, and sort of trusting that God's using that, even if they don't know the specific person they're speaking that into, you know, that that's, um, that's still going to help someone in their church. Like many sinful situations, you know, people try to hide it. And, and so the one who's, who's committing uh, these acts definitely isn't telling anybody they're doing it. And, and often the victim is feeling shame that, uh, that they, and they can't even control that shame. And, and so, so they're not ta- often not asking for help and not reaching out. And so that combination is, is a very difficult one to try to get them help because it's, it's not one of those surface things that, that you immediately reach out for help. And so, uh, you know, people have to be looking for it and, and have to be aware that even though right now I don't know of any situations in my church, there could be some, uh, you know, probably needs to be more of the mindset. We see that six out of 10 pastors say that their congregation has taken action against domestic or sexual violence at least once in the last year, once a year or more. And, uh, and when we look even at, at higher frequencies, we've actually, that's where we've actually seen the growth. Uh, and, and we're up to almost th- almost three out of 10 saying that several times a year they've taken action. And, and again, that could be just stepping in and saying we're supporting a, a, a local resource, you know, when they're doing a fundraiser or, or, or an awareness time or, um, uh, you know, when, when a difficult situation in, in, in your town pops up, uh, you speak up and say that kind of behavior is not acceptable. We, we even sort of gave them a couple examples in the question. So, you know, we said, for example, signing a petition, donating money, volunteering at an event, et cetera. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, there, there, there are obviously, you know, several ways that that action might manifest itself depending on the particular context of the congregation. But, um, and, and Lizette, you pointed out earlier that, uh, you know, pastors, when, when they're aware of resources, they tend to be, you know, that's one of the reasons they are speaking up about it within their own church. And, and that's the beauty here is you, got, you don't have to do this on your own as a church. You can, you can partner with other right. resources in your right. community and, and, and be a part of the solution. So I, I'm a little stunned by the number on, um, on our question on asking pastors to estimate the percentage of the U.S. population that have been victims of domestic or sexual violence. And so... Um, a lot of numbers that I've seen over the years stay pretty consistent um, around that 25% number, you know, but I didn't double check that. So I hope I'm not just being the crazy, irresponsible researcher. But I was amazed, you know, there were 4% this last time who said they think it's less than 5%. So I, in my mind, I'm like, really? Could you really think it's that low? But um, 31% believe it's somewhere between 21 and 30 percent and 23 percent believe it could be between 31 and 50 percent um you know that when you're when you believe you know up to a you know a third or one half the population could have experienced that um 
And I'll admit, I'm a researcher. I see too many numbers to memorize very many of them. Right. And, and so if you put me on the spot and ask me for a number, I probably can't give you a number for right. a lot of things. But still, you tend to be, um, uh, you know, close. Uh, Casey, uh, uh, we've talked before, I, I think it was some of Ma- Malcolm Gladwell's work, where y- you survey a bunch of people what the number is and the mean off, uh, of their responses often ends up being really close to the real number even though most of those people are actually ignorant of what the real number right. is. Yeah, and, and can be off by orders of magnitude in either direction. And <laughs> just kind of the misconceptions sometimes even themselves out almost. So, yeah. And, and, and so this is one where, I, you know, I, I don't think we bump into the real number that often. And, and yet to know that one out of four, some estimates maybe even as high as one out of three, if we're looking just at females, um, you know, that's a huge percentage of folks. And, and, and honestly, if you've got a good sized congregation of a hundred people, chances are somebody in the room has been there and, and has experienced that. And, and just to raise your sensitivity levels to say that even in, in an environment where we're trying to do the right thing, we're trying to be obedient to God's, God's commands, so, somebody's home may not be that safe. And, 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 and that's a sensitivity that, that I think this question kind of highlights that, that some pastors may not have. Well, and that's, that's kind of the other shoe dropping on this you know, as well, though, is that we asked in your congregation what percentage, and, and then 35% are saying less than 5%. So then, you know, you kind of wonder on that, on that front then, okay, well, now that it's your people, your church, you, you know, is, is there that assumption that, you know, okay, well, now, now we're in a group of people where, you know, they're all trying to do the right thing. So this, you know, maybe this isn't an issue for us or whatever. Yeah, I was bothered by that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't believe there could be congregations where the percent or number could be very small, but to see that the numbers, um, we, we saw the uptick in the numbers who, you know, are aware of resources, you know, some increases and that a good number of them think it's, it's prevalent, but then 35% believe less than 5% of their congregation. And and those numbers stayed, it, as far as I can tell, very close between 2014 and 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Does that, you know, um, does that bother you guys? To me, it, there's something bothersome about that because I think... Anecdotally, my hunch is maybe the people most involved with that are not wanting their spouse or, you know, their children to to be close to the pastor or the staff. You know, the, and certainly there could be situations where it's close and they have no idea. Yeah. Right? And I, I think I think that's fair. And like you said, you know, we we don't know every congregation's actual situation. So maybe maybe they're, you know, and we would expect there to be potentially, um, you know, because. Jesus transforms lives. We would expect that, hopefully, in, in a in a church, that there's um, there are differences between you know how how the the world lives and what's going on in our churches. But at the same time, um, <clears throat> yeah, you kind of wonder if it, if that is a well, you know, it couldn't happen here sort of attitude that you know that that that, that is kind of alarming to me. I would say as well. Scott, to the level that you feel comfortable, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more about the sponsors of the project um, as far as what they're offering. Because when I get to this next one, um, on a positive side, 45% of pastors agree that 
seminary training provided sufficient resources to address domestic violence, which was an increase from 2014. So, you know, optimistically, we think with increased awareness, you know, um, as it becomes more prevalent in the public conscience, you know, schools are being more proactive. Students are maybe paying more attention. But then we look at 24 percent somewhat disagree with getting those adequate resources in seminary and 16 percent strongly agree. So 40 percent disagree. And I'm imagining that that's really the group the sponsors are wanting to help. What do you what do you know? Um, And I'm not trying to give them a commercial, but I'm also trying to say, hey, if someone's listening to this or they know someone who needs the resources, what what can they be looking for? So, I mean, even if you're just interested in, in research itself, uh, I would encourage you to t- take a look at IMA World Health and Sojourners on their websites uh, shortly after this study releases. How, how do they respond to the data? What do they do with it? Um, and, and what you'll find on Sojourners' website is uh, some sermon resources on a number of different topics, and, and domestic violence is one of them. So, so trying to equip pastors with some practical resources uh, to help in, in, in raising this issue, showing how, how the Bible speaks to uh, the value of, of each person and each gender and, uh, and, and what, what the Bible says about violence um, are, 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 are woven in there. Um, you know, some of this is awareness. And, and so, you know, a, an outside group like seminaries, uh, you know, they're going to have to, to uh, uh, if seminaries are going to step up and, and, and deliver training that the pastors have not gotten, uh, that, that will be something they'll have to address um, themselves. And, and so um, I, I think we'll see some calls f- um, fr- from those who hear this information uh, for seminaries to step up and, and to make that a part of uh, uh, their training of, of pastors and church leaders. Well, guys, thank you. I always appreciate work and the opportunities to do this. I want to ask, um, as we wrap up today, and we want to thank everyone for listening, um, if you've heard anything today that um, you would like us to keep in mind for future research, because this is an opportunity that um, continues to present itself, um, anything you want us to be thinking about asking the next time you can um, text us, or not text us, not that we don't wouldn't love to give our cell phones out on the podcast, <laughs> but you can message us on Twitter. Um, and that's at S. McCon, at Stats Guy Casey, and at Lizette Beard, or at Lifeway Research. And let us know um, also any questions you have or any thoughts about this research. And thanks again for listening. Join us next time for another edition of Keep Asking. Keep asking, learn more, do better. <laughs>